Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, wrestling fans, to the Mount Rushmore Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 17. Uh, we are back for the second to last time. We may be doing a live episode next week uh, for our stand and deliver predictions, but we are really on counting down the days. So we leave a week from tomorrow. So we are flying out to LA next Thursday. <laughs> We are staying in Santa Monica. We'll be hitting up the Santa Monica Pier. But we may be hitting up that Superstore Thursday night. We'll see how uh, those hours were released. So we'll see. You don't want to be in the Superstore with me. (laughs) Money to spend. Got that right. So a lot of exciting things happening. You know, we're very, very close at this point to WrestleMania. It's, you know, we can basically taste it. So the Ominous Day today, I have the, the Ominous Day, excuse me. And I have two actually wild that they were on the same day. March 22nd, a very, very good day for on this day for WWE. So in 1999, one of the most iconic moments of the Attitude Era uh, took place on Monday Night Raw. Stone Cold and the beer bath was March 22nd, 1999. So that was a wild moment. Uh, Obviously, uh, Wild, just wild all around. And then I thought it was interesting, same night, just in 2004, uh, was the first ever draft lottery uh, on Monday Night Raw. And the GMs were Paul Heyman for SmackDown and Eric Bischoff for Raw. And they drew random names from a drum to select stars to move to their brand. Uh, Over the course of the night, uh, in terms of people moving to SmackDown, it was Triple H, Rob Van Dam, Rene Dupree, Mark Jindrak, Spike Dudley, and Teddy Long. They were all moved to SmackDown. And then the names drawn to Raw were Edge, Rhino, Shelton Benjamin, Nidia, Tajiri, and Paul Heyman himself. Wow. Uh, you know, rather than working with Bischoff, Heyman opted to quit WWE on the spot. And then uh, also on that night, uh, Ric Flair and Batista beat Booker T and RVD for the World Tag Team Championships back in 2004. So pretty good Monday Night Raw and awesome first draft lottery. I think, well, I'll speak for everyone here. I think we enjoy a nice draft every now and again. It it shakes things up for sure. Um, So yeah, really, really looking forward to uh, what's to come for this week. So we're going to jump into the news a lot of news again this week in terms of, you know, random things, but the first thing I'll bring up quickly, the, it'll be very quick in terms of how we talk about it. Uh, Goldberg is now a free agent, everybody. So what is even worse is the fact that Tony Khan seems to be monitoring the situation to see if Bill Goldberg, uh, what he does in free agency. Dear God. Uh, what, uh, what do we have in store for Bill Goldberg? I hope he does not come back to wrestling, period. If AEW signs Bill Goldberg, it is clearly just out of, to see how much they can boost their ratings for, like, just a couple shows. Uh, which is disappointing. But, thoughts? So, my take on it is, honestly, it's gonna benefit both sides, because on Goldberg's perspective, you know, he still is itching to come back and get that quote-unquote, like, retirement match. So if WWE's not going to give it to him, you know, on his end, he'll go to the opposition. He does have competition there for him. Like, it's not like the AEW roster doesn't have guys that can wrestle. AEW side, what they're lacking is ratings. And even though we don't like it, we trash Goldberg all the time. But the one thing we do got to give him is, unfortunately, to be objective, he does put asses in seats. 
for some. So he's going to draw a ratings boost. I don't know if it's going to be 100,000, 150,000. Who knows? It's not going to be a CM Punk type of boost, but he does have competition for him that can wrestle. The problem is I don't want that fucker to injure anybody. Like he almost killed The Undertaker. I think we'll probably see Warlow in him if he does sign with AEW. That's probably going to be a a battle we're probably going to see down the line because, you know, when we look at Warlow, he has that Goldberg-esque type of, like, feel about him, like the Aurora, like whether it's, like, the entrance and, like, the build. Obviously much better athlete than Goldberg, but I think it's a win-win for both sides for the short term. I think Tony Khan is going to try milk whatever is left of Goldberg until he officially – is like washed up completely. So we'll see. I know he's a free agent, but I really do think WWE should resign him just to give him the retirement match that he deserves in WWE. He has nothing to do with AEW. He's never worked for them in the past. Why would he want his last match to be with a company he's never been with? I, maybe it's just a payday thing for him. I like, like I know you said Wardlow could be a match for him, but like, not one superstar in AEW stands out to me as a guy who I want to see face Goldberg. <laughs> and, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing him one more match with maybe Brock, one more match with Bobby as a retirement match. I think it just makes sense for him to resign. I understand why WWE probably doesn't want to because he's old and, you know, Triple H is really trying to push the younger talent at this point. The only way I see Goldberg resigning is if Vince has any say. And, I know like Goldberg could boost ratings for maybe a month, but that's just about it. Maybe a month until he, he puts on his last match and that's it. Um, I really think it would be a desperate move for AEW to sign him as well. I, I think the last thing that they should be doing is signing another old ex WWE veteran. I think it's a bad look for them to do that. And I just think, Goldberg should move on at this point as well. You know, you're almost 60 years old. Hang up the boots at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then some more AEW news. So on uh, the pod, the FTR, the, the FDR podcast, uh, they seem to be close to making a decision uh, between cash and Dax. So Dax, obviously, if people don't know, he hosts his own podcast. But this week, he seemed to uh, go on and say everything is pretty much set in place. They don't have to announce it, but they pretty much have a decision at this point. I think they, what he said directly to was they can kind of choose, obviously, where they want to go. And he, he said people will be upset on either side. So if they stay in AEW... A lot of people will say they're afraid to go back to WWE and how they're treated. If they leave AEW, it'll be like, okay, you're spitting on the hand that fed you and, you know, did really well for you. Um, So I'm interested to see. I really hope, I really hope they go to WWE, but uh, I am leaning more towards them probably staying in AEW at this point. I do, I did think it was interesting and he said this multiple times, but he kept. Uh, he did say in the interview that he, Triple H, they weren't Triple H guys. Like Triple H respected them and knew what they could do, but they were never like his favorite people in NXT. He mentioned Gargano and Champa quite a bit in in the uh, in the podcast about those were like Triple H's guys that he like really homegrown and really wanted to be put over. So I thought 
that was kind of telling, but we'll see. I, I'm very intrigued to see what happens with those two. Um, and then the other piece of news that was kind of not AEW bound, but uh, Mercedes uh, was in an interview this past weekend or a week ago or something like that um, about Forbidden Door. And she says she's just waiting on the, uh, the phone call from Tony Khan to get the match. So my hopes for that uh, Forbidden Door 2 is uh, we get Jamie Hayter and Mercedes Monet because that match would be fucking fantastic. And uh, that'll be one of many good matches, obviously, but that was that's one that I really, really want to happen. So any thoughts on those guys quickly before we move to WWE? Yeah, for Mercedes, um, there's a lot out there for her, even though EW doesn't have quite the um, depth of WWE women, but you know she's got Britt Baker, there's Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter, you know, Statlander, like there's a lot that are out there for it where I would be intrigued to see those rivalries. So on that side, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Everyone knows I love Mercedes. She's my favorite. Um, so hopefully she'll like get that phone call from TK. Uh, as far as, um, you know, FTR, I can kind of see like the reason why behind it. And like Dax mentioned, like Triple H, he, they felt like that Triple H respected their talent but like didn't want the company to be revolved around them. And I can kind of see that because even though they're great in the ring, I feel like they don't have the like charisma as like, um, you know, street profits or a new day. So, and that's kind of part of the factor. Like they were bringing up, you know, Ciampa and uh, Gargano were triple H guys. Gargano in NXT is arguably the best one wrestling wise. And then Ciampa, very charismatic, great storyteller. So I think on that aspect of it, I feel like that's the reason why I can see Triple H not being like as prone on them to take him to that next level. But I do think that Triple H still respected their talent. And even they even mentioned that that's the case as well. I think, I mean, I would love FTR to come back. I think we all would. We never really got to see them over on the main roster. And NXT, they were phenomenal. They were fantastic. They put on amazing tag team matches in NXT. And then they came up to the main roster, never got over. They might have won the tag titles once or twice. Nobody really cared. And I know it was under Vince, so it was at a different time. So maybe them coming back, it'll be different now under Triple H. And maybe they will become Triple H guys. You never know. They could at some point. They're not done yet. So, I mean, I would love to see them come back. I think they could put on great matches with the Usos. New Day again, like you said, Street Profits. There's definitely tag teams in WWE that they could put on some great programs with. Um, and then as far as Mercedes, some someone you guys didn't mention, and personally, I think I would like this more, would be her and Jade. I think, yeah. okay. personally, I think Mercedes would bring out a lot more in Jade that we haven't seen yet. And I also think they're very similar as far as like their attitudes. Yeah. I think yeah. that the promo work could be pretty good between them. I'm not saying that the match would be better than a Jamie Hader or Britt Baker, but I think like promo wise and character wise, they would fit really well against each other. So that's what I would personally like. She'll get that call. We Is know she locked to be Jade. Do you think For automatically sure. she's a, the one to definitely beat that undefeated streak? Oh, she know. should she be. Take that title. I mean, I would say I would book her too. But, yeah, uh, I mean, she should. Where be. I stand on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that would happen. Give her the belt. Give her the belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, so let's shift gears a little bit to some WWE news as well. Um, Randy Orton uh, reported today uh, potentially could be involved in Mania Week and in WrestleMania somehow. 
Uh, so we're just getting this news. I don't know, you know, we'll see how credible the news is and, and see if it's actually going to happen. But anything involving Randy Orton and involving WrestleMania uh, is good with me. I, I, I'm fine with uh, him being back. And if he's back and he's healthy, I'll take him in any capacity, whatever it is, just to come out and, you know, mess around with someone, whether it's the Monday after WrestleMania, who knows. But if it's involved in Mania Week, he's got to be involved somehow. So. I'm all for it. Uh, even if it's a friggin' put-together match or some bullshit going on, I could care yeah, less. Yeah, I love Randy Orton to death. Um, anytime he's on the card, that's obviously going to make the show that much better. I think at this point, you know, keep it short and sweet. Just give him Lashley if Bray Wyatt is not going to be there. It's less time. There's not enough time to build a feud for him, so just give him Lashley. Lashley deserves to be on the card, so it's going to benefit both guys. My one concern is simply just... Can Randy Orton do the RKO again? Is that like officially? Did the medical team inform him like you can come back, but you got to remove that from your skill set? Like that's you're no longer allowed to do that finishing move. I'm hoping that's not the case because you know that's one of the arguably the best move ever. So we'll see. Uh, Randy Orton's been missed for a long time since the injury. We all love Randy Orton. WrestleMania is not the same without him. You know, we love Randy Orton at WrestleMania time. He's in a different mode. He's just a beast. And picture this. This is far-fetched, all right? John John Cena Cena beats Austin Theory, has an open challenge. Mm. Randy Orton accepts the open challenge night two. Goes over. I'd be fine with that. I would be, even if it's quick. Even if it's a quick, you know, (laughs) 10 minutes or so. I'd take a Randy Orton-John Cena match one more time. Absolutely. And that... I think the point is, I never really realized he's been out like eleven months. I didn't realize yeah, it's he's been, been a out while. that long. Yeah, it seems like it was like yesterday, but it's right. been a long ass time. So for him to be back in any capacity, you know, we are very excited for that. Whenever that may be, so um, prayers up. We get uh, Randy Orton against someone at WrestleMania. I think Bobby makes a lot of sense as well. That Sean said. Yeah. I wouldn't mind John Cena, but I do want Bobby <laughs> to get a match at WrestleMania too because he does deserve to be on the card. Agreed. Um, and then Roman. Uh, these are some things after Mania. Uh, well, let's do Rey Mysterio first. So uh, there was rumors and talks this week that Rey Mysterio did discuss with Triple H retiring at WrestleMania 39, and that seems to have been dispelled slash uh, reinvigorated Rey Mysterio. He seems, with this feud with Dominic, I guess, has gave him some more energy to keep going. Uh, but my guess is, you know, his time is limited. So we'll see how much he does after WrestleMania and how many feuds he'll be in. But I think this match, the eventual match, I know it's not announced right now, but the eventual match with Dominic, I think is going to be huge for him in terms of his... You know, he definitely wants to do this. You know, it's like LeBron in basketball. He wants to play with his son mm-hmm. on his team. This is very similar for me. I think Rey Mysterio wants to retire by maybe putting his son over at WrestleMania. I don't know if I'll go that far yet. We'll see. But I, I do think it's an opportunity for him to really uh, come full circle with Dominic. Like when Dominic was in the custody of Dominic uh, ladder match with Eddie Guerrero back when he was really young. Uh, it's definitely a full circle moment. So... But I'm happy Ray's not retiring yet. I, I am a huge Ray Mysterio person as well. So just to see him in a few more matches would be cool. And specifically, if he gets a couple of feuds that he hasn't had or hasn't had in a long time, uh, would be really great to see. 
So there was that from Rey Mysterio. And Roman, <laughs> Roman Reigns in the news again, as he is every week. Uh, set to take a long break after WrestleMania. The, and sorry, not after WrestleMania. After he loses the championship. That was very specified in this article, These a lot of these news articles. Because I think people are kind of protecting the fact that he may not lose at WrestleMania at this point. So I think they've, and what I'll say to this is two things. I think they've done a very good job at protecting the main event to not have Cody just, you know, be the outright everyone thinks he's going to win. Because I do think a lot of people in the back of their mind think, oh shit, I'm pretty sure Roman Reigns might win this now. So I think it's something that to keep in mind, uh, I appreciate the unpredictability of wrestling at times. Like I don't love to know everything. So, you know, I see a TikTok daily of, you know, this is what's going to happen on night two of WrestleMania. And then you hear the the one, two, three, and then they play Roman's music and everyone's like, what the fuck just happened? So I don't know. It could play in a lot of things, but I'm interested to see what you guys think. Do you, do we think that the break is going to come sooner or later? Are, are we thinking, you know, this is not necessarily your prediction, but in terms of Roman, I personally think it's going to be sooner rather than later. Cause I think he's, you know, he's, he's been at a peak now and it seems like the story will conclude at WrestleMania. That could be just me, but, um, and I know there's still stuff to do with Jay and the rest of the bloodline. And, uh, we'll talk about what happened with solo this week on raw, but thoughts on so that. So what I love about this is the latest report as well as they mentioned that they haven't even discussed or even came down to a decision of who's going to win the match yet. I think that's very important because that one, like you touch base on, they're protecting this main event as they should. A lot of people think you would think, you know, the Royal Rumble winner is going to go in there 99 times out of 100, go in there, beat the champion, and walk out. I love this fact because of the fact that, you know, Roman, they haven't disclosed, you know, is it going to be after, you know, a specific pay per view? Is it going to be after SummerSlam, before SummerSlam, after immediately after Mania? It's very interesting because, you know, there's also reports of like, oh, the specific pay-per-views he's scheduled to work. So they're mentioned Backlash. Then there's like a Saudi Arabia show that he's scheduled for. So it could be a situation mm-hmm. where, you know, he could lose a belt, stick around, and then just like get a rematch. And then, you know, say Cody still wins both. Um, you know, there's a rumored triple threat with uh, him, Cody, and Seth Rollins. That's been out there flowing around. Yep. It could be Roman Retains. <laughs> He goes in there, he retains again, he gets his thousand Ds, um, keeps going, then maybe loses at SummerSlam, and then he takes that like two or three month break, whatever it's going to be. So it could go in a million different directions. Yeah. I have my decision on who I think is going to win the match. I'm going to save that for a prediction show, but I like I like how it's been playing for sure. out for sure. I do think it's going to be later rather than sooner, to be honest. And, you know... I'm I'm a little torn right now because I you know I want the everything going on with the bloodline the slow burn that Jeremy talks about you know if if Roman loses at WrestleMania and takes a hiatus we don't get any program with the bloodline at all with Roman True. as a part of it so mm-hmm. I think it would make sense for him to retain the championship and then continue week to week television seeing the implosion of the bloodline. You mean every but, few weeks? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but then 
the only thought in my head is that Jay is going to be the one to take the championship from Roman. Yeah. Which also does not make sense to me. It, I mean, Jay's great. Don't get me wrong. He's great on the mic. He's great in the ring. I don't mm-hmm. think he should be the one to necessarily take the championship. I do think he deserves to go that. over. But yeah, I think he deserves to go over on Roman. And then Roman takes a hiatus. But if he yeah. just loses the championship outright and leaves, I think we're missing a lot of storyline that, that we're going to be needing to to build us to SummerSlam or and I love it like Jay that. I just don't see yeah. him being that main event guy like he's excellent in the ring he is gone improved on the mic tremendously but I just don't see him having like an impact like Roman Reigns and obviously it's hard to compare the two but I think if he doesn't have the impact Cody exactly, Rhodes has exactly no in my opinion he doesn't have the impact right. Sami Zayn has a lot has. of guys Kevin it, Owens it be, I don't think he's got Kevin Owens it would impact. be like no oh it, no it, no it's to me it's like is it like a Kofi Kingston type situation where the man's true. been around the company for so long came up kind of in a tag team you know That's he's true. proven himself that he can be a good singles competitor do they think that he should be the guy and just give him I think the championship? Austin, I think Austin theory and is that when they, is that when they is that when they split the belts too right. is the question because if right. they split them I'm I'm fine with Jay having one title but if he has both titles, I'm not fine. I'm not even like necessarily that's not who I would choose. But you brought up a good point, Chris, because I do think what would make sense is if Roman's not champion and they have a match, if Jay does go over on Roman, that is a perfect time to have Roman break. So mm-hmm. if he breaks, you know, say it takes three or four months off, yep. it's after a loss and, you know, he goes away for a while. That would be right. a good thing, I think, in terms of his wrapping up his story. Where does that, that, so, where does that put Solo right. in Jimmy? Do we think... I think it's tough to iron out like where you see the rest of the bloodline because even on Raw, so we'll talk about this now, on Raw it seemed like they were teasing a match between Solo and Roman as well, like just distest amongst the bloodline. Uh it's tough to iron out all the stories. Like the stories itself, like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the Usos, I think that story will end at WrestleMania. And if it doesn't, I'd be kind of surprised. But put it this way, Sami and Kevin Owens could lose and then they could challenge them again at, at Backlash. Like Roman could win at Mania and then they all lose it at Backlash. Maybe because of each other and they have the opportunity. You know, I think also like we shouldn't also under understand that it's not doesn't happen often where we get what we want at WrestleMania. Like I think about WrestleMania 35 and everyone we thought we would want to win those championships ended up winning between Becky, Kofi and Seth Rollins. So we don't always get that. Usually there's some weird ass turns. Sean wanted and- Daniel Bryan. I didn't, oh, I didn't yeah, want to see. But like as an overarching like wrestling community, a lot of people wanted Kofi. Um, shout out Kofi Mania. That was an incredible run. But I also think like, you know, having people retain is not out of the realm of possibility either. So it also depends on how big of a splash they want to make at WrestleMania sometimes. Like what is bigger? Having Roman retain or having Cody go over? What is bigger, the Usos retaining or Sammy and KO finishing their story with the bloodline of WrestleMania? So there's a lot to think about, I think, when you think about this decision. And for Roman, too, like when he thinks it's like 
would be good for him to kind of step away. Um, I personally, the reason I said sooner is because I also think in terms of him getting away, I don't want it to affect the week-to-week television because he's already, you know, I've already had my gripes about Roman in terms of this build to WrestleMania. You know, he was on Raw this week, but he wasn't on SmackDown last week. And he may not be on, I don't think he's televised to be on SmackDown this Friday. He should be on every week for at least a month leading up to WrestleMania. So if if there's less of that and he comes back and he works a more full schedule, I'm fine with that. Do I think that's probably going to happen? Probably not. Especially at this point in his career, he's just too big. And I think he like knows his, his power and his worth right now. So he's gonna he negotiate his contract the way it is, but uh, selfishly, I just I just want him like if he's in a feud, I want him there every week. So I think something for that it needs to be said, but it could really go a lot of different ways. And something that I also wanted to mention was like you know if he does retain at WrestleMania, there's talks of a draft possibly some sometime after. Do they split the titles then? And True. I know this is kind of far away, but my thought process i'm thinking already towards money in the bank all right yep. if roman retains i'm thinking money in the bank i'm thinking it's if they do the want ring. to be jay jay wins money in the bank and cashes in on his cousin and and wins that way. i don't know there's so or many roman ways retains that they and then cody wins money in the bank and then wins at SummerSlam. yeah i think that takes away from cody's story I, that's the other thing too uh if he loses just, at WrestleMania, how does he come yeah. back and win at Backlash? It so, it's so tough. For I think me a to lot say. of Cody's story, and we love Cody. All three of us love Cody. I think it's a little like I want to say forced, but Cody hasn't had enough time to like kind of like marinate this his whole momentum because of the fact that he got caught unintentionally in the Sammy hype. Sammy became bigger than life during this whole bloodline situation. That. It hindered it a little bit. Obviously, Cody's huge. The crowd loves him. You hear it from his entrance. I do not think that Cody is a pure lock on this. And there is a lot of people I did see out there, like from podcasts, that are thinking that Cody seems forced. And dropping the title right now to Roman, sorry, Roman dropping the title to Cody is kind of hindering the bloodline story that still needs to go on because of how big, you know, this storybook has been for chapter one. Because chapter one, in my opinion, I think is, you know, we're going to see how far this Roman Reigns like power empire goes. Chapter two is we're going to see the fall of the bloodline. When are we going to see the turn? When's Jay going to be the one? Because I think Jay's going to be the first one to do it. I'll be shocked if it's Solo or Jimmy, but we'll see how it plays out. I think it's two separate stories that we're going to see. I just think they're going to try and milk every single, like, ounce of this storyline because of that so we'll see we'll save our predictions for like our show and everything but a lot of different routes they can go in this i'm all for it the more i think about this though is the more of a moral dilemma i have and i it's a great dilemma to have because i don't think i felt this way about a wrestlemania main event for some time i still don't know how either of them lose this match so you know you see it both ways right you see the benefits and i i'm you know i'm all for roman losing at some point but i also see the benefits of him winning this match because of the extra story that still you still need to figure out 
I also don't see or want, personally, Cody to lose this match. Uh, He still hasn't lost on the main roster, so that's another thing, too. That would be added to a Roman Reigns resume that's already big. He beat an undefeated guy at WrestleMania, beat him in his first singles match. Um, I don't know. It's so wild that I can see both... Literally 50-50, I can see reasons why both I can't see either one of them. And I'll be honest with you, selfishly, it's very exciting. It's selfishly a very exciting thing because I think I can't see either one of these guys losing clean. I'll say that right there. So I can see a bloodline turn at WrestleMania if Roman were to lose. I can also see bloodline getting involved, being the shit out of Cody, and then kind of benefiting that what kind of like the continuation of what a Roman Reigns pay-per-view title match has been where they get involved Roman finish it off with an ice in the cake spear we'll see they're so both of them are so big yeah. I can't see a clean loss from either one of these guys so if I can't see a clean loss for either and I don't think either should lose either but I want to put this out there if it was Roman and Sami Zayn in the main event of Wrestlemania what would you guys be saying then because I would be saying that Sami Zayn should 100% win that match. Probably. Yeah. yeah. It's a tough one. It's tough, though. I don't know. You know I, what? I think Roman would retain yeah, against think, Sami. Uh, it's tough. I also, yeah, I could see both winning that match as well. Maybe I'm a little more confident in Sami winning than I am Cody. Because the story makes a little bit more sense, I guess. Yeah. But he put it this way, Sammy didn't beat him. He lost in his hometown. No. So, yeah, I that know. makes sense that he would probably lose at WrestleMania. What bigger heat well. than that Canadian yeah. crowd that's been that will die for yeah. Sammy? Oh god. But yeah, it's that's a tough one. Oh, sorry. I thought someone else was saying something. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you just take a random pause, everybody. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's just something that to keep in mind. Obviously, we've dived into a little bit of our predictions for WrestleMania with this match, but we'll have a lot more to say about it next week. Uh, the last piece of news that I want to hit to is uh, Braun Breaker and Cameron Grimes seem to be set for main roster debuts after Mania, so I wanted to mention that quickly. I know we've kind of talked about that before. But it seems like it's being reported that those are the guys that are coming up. We'll see what happens in that stand and deliver match uh, as well. So we'll move quickly into our Raw review. So Raw this week, another pretty good episode of Raw. Um, Nothing too, too crazy, but, you know, setting some good storylines and kind of moving forward. Big point to start the night. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come down to the ring, and we finally have it official. The tag team match is on for WrestleMania. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the Usos should be a hell of a match. Uh, So that was the first kind of opening segment with both of them. Very, very exciting. We had a match between Austin Theory and Montez Ford. Two guys that clearly are extremely good in the ring and have pretty good camera they had a really good chemistry and really good match for a tv match um in terms of the time given it was it was good uh austin theory got on the mic after obviously talking some shit about john cena uh building it a little bit more i'm hoping this last week we see cena at least once right either on monday or on friday night we'll see what we get i'm guessing we see him one more time before wrestlemania so we'll see um 
And then moving, we had some bloodline segments. So uh, Roman was backstage with the whole bloodline, told them all to leave except for Jay. He was wondering where he was, you know, obviously as it's been a long time. Uh, he ended with the uh, <laughs> the cold stare and then he said that he loved him and Jay didn't respond. So they're, obviously the, the tension is, is so high between them uh, right now. So it doesn't seem like him. he's uh, giving any inches there. Yeah, it was a it was a good segment. They they've done a lot of good work backstage with them as well. Uh, Chelsea Green still doing her uh, Karen character, which is pretty hilarious. To be fair, she nails it pretty well. So that was a good bit there. Omos had a, a segment and a video package about him. Uh, this next week, it's going to be a weigh in between Bobby <laughs> Bobby Lashley, uh, Omos, and Brock Lesnar. Way away in. <laughs> Should have had yeah. an arm wrestling match. Good oh, lord. <laughs> so we have that between those guys. And then uh, we had the episode of Impulsive with uh, Seth Rollins basically messing with the volumes uh, of Logan Paul's mic, shutting off his mic. Seth Rollins came down. They cut a, a pretty decent promo on each other. Uh, Logan Paul getting some cheap heat for the city and a couple other things. And then uh, Seth gets knocked out again at the end. So definitely pushing the Logan Paul agenda, but I think this sets up perfectly for a Seth Rollins win at WrestleMania. Uh, The next bit was a match between Dominic Mysterio versus Johnny Gargano. This one ended, good match. This one ended very surprisingly to me. Dominic gets the clean win uh, over Gargana, which I was not expecting at all. Uh, So that kind of threw me for a loop in terms of a surprise. But hey, whatever. Dominic gets in a promo. Rey Mysterio, uh, basically, he's still begging for the match. Uh, Dom ended the promo with basically saying... You know, we'll see when I visit mom, like what you have to say about uh, about the match. Just <laughs> and he said, just as long as you get his balls out of her purse. So I thought that was hilarious from Dominic talking about his father. Uh, you know, it, it's going to I figured that it would come in in terms of Dominic bringing in the family in, in terms of things getting going. And then uh, backstage, this was a really good segment between uh, for Edge. So Edge cut a fantastic promo, basically like in the dark with candles backstage. Um, you couldn't really see anything but his head uh, on Finn Balor talking about bringing his demons. It seems like we are setting up for Brood Edge. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if that necessarily gets him all the way there, but it was an incredible, incredible uh, promo by Edge. I, <clears throat> I think it's very underrated because I feel like it's Edge is someone you forget about in a feud sometimes, and he is just someone that puts together some fantastic work on the mic when he's working with someone. Uh, when he was working with Roman and Daniel Bryan, he was fantastic. When he was working with AJ, and now when he's working with Finn, he's, he's done some tremendous work on the mic. Um, the next bit was uh, Rhea Ripley coming down to the ring. Doing a decent promo on Charlotte, uh, you know, they ended up, it was basically uh, Bailey came down towards the end of the promo, and we ended up getting a Bailey versus Rhea match, uh, which Ripley ended up winning. 
after some interference on both sides from damage control. And of course, Lita, Trish, and Becky Lynch came down to kind of support. Not really to support Rhea Ripley, just to kind of beat up damage control. Uh, so Ripley wins, not surprising there. And, you know, it'll be a, a fantastic match, I think, between them in, in ring in terms of Charlotte. Uh, the next bit was Ricochet and Braun Strowman coming down to the ring. Uh, basically, Ricochet was against Chad Gable in a match. Talk about two guys that are fucking fantastic in the ring. They had a great match on TV, and they also have some great chemistry. Uh, Ricochet got the win. <laughs> Otis got summoned basically backstage toward the end of that match, or Otis, uh, back by Maxime Dupree, so uh, got him away from Chad Gable. That split, yeah, with his nails. That's what seems to be coming very soon in terms of Chad Gable and Otis. Uh, and I'm sure they're kind of torn inside because I know they're really good friends and they kind of came up together and did a lot of things together, but it's 100% valid for a Chad Gable singles run. Uh, so that was very exciting. Uh, <laughs> the next portion was the tag team match. Oscar uh, and Bianca Belair versus... Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Uh, there is nothing really to say about this match. I guess it was a fine match. It was not long. Bianca did hit um, her finisher on Piper, which is obviously impressive. No matter what she does, it's quite impressive for her strength and things like that. Oscar uh, seemed to turn, turn more heel at the end of the match by attacking Bianca. I don't know what the fuck else to say. I'll say this. Shit. As far as the Oscar <laughs> one, that was the best segment out of the whole entire feud because, you know, at least you got some physicality and, and any – that's it. So yeah. I'll say that. I'll give that, say that a positive note. <laughs> at least it got physical. Yeah. No shit coming out of no my mouth but... this time. But <laughs> awful, awful build. Yeah, and then the main event – the main event was Roman and Cody in the ring. So Roman came down with Solo. And he came down with Paul Heyman, of course. Uh, Cody got a big pop as usual. Um, you know, good promo here from, from Roman, kind of picking him apart in the beginning. Uh, talking about AEW, talking about uh, him running. It seemed to be a theme with Cody Rhodes. Some great points there. Cody did defend himself, and I thought he came back really well. Um, so this was another good promo between them. It's the more you get of them, the more the the better it's going to be. They're they're creating a better story every week. Um, very exciting thing. Cody towards the end of his promo, you know, seemed to like reference Solo and that he wasn't ready for the big time. And then they go to get out of the ring. Roman wants Solo to get out of the ring after Cody was done with his promo. And, you know, he had to glance back and tell Solo to get out again. And then Cody was like, he knew you weren't, I knew you weren't ready again to Solo. And then Solo basically gets away from the, the ring ropes and then moves over. And then Roman gets up on the ring and then holds Solo back. So I thought that was a really interesting bit there as well. More dissension, more... 
more opportunities to return for the bloodline, but pretty good episode of Monday Night Raw. What did you guys think? I thought week? it was very great. Um, a lot of stories were told um, that were really good, kind of solidified. Like this is direction of KO officially realizing that him and Sammy are brothers. They love each other. Let's do this together. Let's take out the Usos. A lot of great matches. Um, you know, Dominic and Gargano. Dominic winning was the right decision. Obviously, you can't have him lose going into the rematch. I don't like Gargano losing clean. I thought that should have been, you know, it should have been a heel tactic from, you know, Rhea, Damian Priest or something like that. But not a bad match. Um, Montez Ford, Austin Theory was excellent. You know, two of the best athletes. So nothing to say there. Uh, what else? Yeah, Gable and Ricochet, excellent match. Displayed tons of athleticism. Yeah. Edge, you know, what else is there to say? It's Edge, legendary guy. Is money everything he does? Black screen uh, with the candles and everything. We're, we're leaning towards Brood Edge and take my money because I've been calling for that. Brood versus Demon. Hopefully, we get the purple demon. So that'll be lights out. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Main event was excellent. I thought some of the lines where Cody was like, after Jay turns, then it's going to be Jimmy and then it's going to be Solo. And there will be a, no more. It will be a Roman without a Reigns and a Chief without a Tribe. Mm-hmm. And then leaving Roman going speech. Uh-huh. I thought that was a perfect comeback because Roman was cooking Cody at the very beginning. But Cody, he clapped yeah. back hard. And, you know, when he kicked Solo afterwards and Solo Ray deliver another shot, try to go for Samoan Spike and attack him. And then Roman doing what Jay did to Solo during the um, the trial of Sammy, I thought that was excellent how like they did the exact replica. That that was really cool. So overall, I would say it was an 8. 8 out of 10 show. I thought it was a fantastic Raw. And this felt like a Raw that's on the road to WrestleMania. Yep. And we, I know we talked about Raws previously. And we felt like Vince kind of had his hand in the bucket. He, you know. He had a little bit of control there for a few weeks, and the Raws just did not seem the same at all. But this one, it was fantastic. It started with, you know, the Usos and KO and Sammy. I thought it was interesting that Jimmy was like, there's not going to be a tag team match. And then Jay was like, yeah. no, there is going to be a tag team match. <laughs> this ends at WrestleMania. I yep. thought that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. So that was a good start to the show. You know, Austin Theory gets better every single week. The guy's an absolute yeah. star. He's going to be the future future wwe champion at some point of yeah, the company he's got it written all over him written all over him he's the total package um dominic and gargano very good match also surprised gargano lost clean <laughs> i don't think he should have especially going Fuck into it. stand and deliver yeah. i don't think he yeah. should have lost clean there um edge on the microphone backstage promo work untouchable he's for his age you know he's he's never going to lose it He's always going to be a guy that people want to see, and he boosts ratings. And the match with him and Finn Balor is going to be fantastic at WrestleMania. One thing that I want to say about the Rhea Ripley and Bailey match is I think it was a fucking terrible match. I don't know (laughs) if you guys noticed any botches in that match. But there were times yeah. where Rhea would like go off the rope and then stop what she was doing and do something else. I'm like, yeah. what is happening? Right I noticed now? that too. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, it is what it is. The match, I mean, Rhea has nothing That's to do with right. damage control. So it is what yeah. it is. But I thought it was one of the sloppiest matches I've seen Rhea have. And I don't think it should have been Bailey as the opponent. It should have been like Dakota Kai or like EO. <laughs> I felt like Bailey being the leader shouldn't take an L in that situation. I agree with that. 
I definitely agree with that. But at the same time, if Bailey's not the one that steps up against Rhea, maybe that makes her look True. Um, True. But moving on from that, the women's tag match, I don't care about that either. Um, And then I am so glad that they finally saved promo work for the main event of Raw. Usually it's like a women's tag team match or like something that's not like high profile. So the fact that they made us wait all night till 1045 for Roman to come out, they didn't advertise Cody at all the entire night. So I didn't even know if he was going to be there. So once his music hit, I was honestly surprised because I had no clue that he was even going to interrupt Roman and come out and have a promo with him. So this to me felt like, you know, attitude era booking where the main event of WrestleMania is in the ring and the main event of raw jawing on the mic with each other. And they both were saying some low blows to each other. I thought it was great. I thought it was great how it ended with solo wanting to attack Cody, you know, Cody reversed, kicked his hand so he wouldn't hit him. It was just a, it was great. I think this was, probably one of the best raws on the road to wrestlemania and hopefully smackdown's the same i love yeah. segments going into that to finish the main event um my one of my favorite ones do you remember oh seven right. it was batista versus the undertaker and uh teddy long was hosting like a q a where he was like what uh oh, yes. what is it gonna take for you to defeat the undertaker and then batista was like what's it gonna take 48 hours they had the line of security between them. They brought, I thought that like stuff like that, bringing back, you know, those hype moments, those promos before to like close out a SmackDown Raw, just you feel that energy. Like it's road yep. to WrestleMania. Like let's get it on. Usually, usually when Roman's advertised, he is always yeah. first, no matter yeah, what, he always comes actually. out first. So that's why I was extremely like happy that they made us wait till the end because he was you in know, like three segments, to be fair. If if he was the first segment of Raw, people probably would have stopped watching right after that. So people I mean, he probably was technically involved in the first segment, true, right? So he true. came out of the car. True. He was in like four segments then. I right? know. He yeah, like he was in a lot. Stuff with tribal, the chief, tribal chief. Yep. Yeah, tribal chief. <laughs> chief without his tribe. Yeah, yeah it's going to be. We'll see. It's a very good episode of Raw. And I, I think that I do hope SmackDown res- uh, res- duplicates what they did for Raw this week because I think it was really good. So we're going to switch gears now. So we've been promising trivia part three. And uh, tonight we're going to deliver it. So uh, round three of trivia for the gentlemen. And uh, we're going to get into it. There is some WrestleMania questions, a few I didn't include last time. But this is overall questions about wrestling, and it could be WWE, it could be AEW, it could be NXT. So I did a few. We have a large question at the end. The last question is like seven answers, so it'll be quite a a big finish to this one. But we're going to start. Are you boys ready? How are we feeling about trivia? Sean, you ready to uh, prove your worth here? Ready to go. (laughs) <laughs> doesn't sound like it I'm more worried about this pencil being uh, visible when I show you guys the answers <laughs> you might have to go as long as, you're, as long as you write them down that's fine like just make sure and you can show them to me but we'll go on the honor system I'm sure Chris is Chris knows he's trusting unless he's yeah. a little skeptical Jeremy sent me the question Chris, again last night Chris, Chris, it's, just, it's just memorizing Chris them. blowing up Jeremy's part. phone yo I need I needed that round three again come on Give me those 15 oh, questions. 
can't look bad on the podcast. Called out of work today, especially for this. <laughs> Studied up. Did some studying today. So there's actually going to be 25 questions. All right. Uh, the first probably like 15 will probably go a little bit faster because I think some of them you'll probably know the answers to. But, um, you know, someone may be stumping you. Who knows? So first question on the docket. So what year was AEW founded? I'm ready. You're both ready? Okay. Yep. Can you see this, by the way? Just um, or no. I can see it. Yep. 2019. Chris? 2018. Sean is correct. It's 2019. January 1st, 2019. Who's keeping All track? Right. I'll I'll keep track. Keep track, Rick. Chris had to uh, make it obvious. How many <laughs> Oh god. How many people have won the AEW championship? Though the world title, correct? World title. I'm ready. <sighs> Chris, we'll go to you first. I got 6. Sean? Also have six. Perfect. Six it is. You are both correct. All right. Okay. Who has held the AEW championship the longest? And for a bonus, can you tell me to the rough estimate, I will give whoever is closest, the number of days that it was. Ready, Chris? Sean, I'll go to you first. I'm going to say um, Kenny for 203 days. Okay. Chris? I have Kenny for 320. Okay, the answer is correct. You both get a point for Kenny Omega. And it was for 346 days. Chris, very close. Wow. With the 320. Very close. That's a very good guess. Uh, the next question, who was the first Divas champion? Mm. Divas champion. Wow, yeah, that is tough. Let me guess this. I'm ready whenever you are, Sean. Oh, it's actually. Mm, I might have to change it. I'm not ready. I'm not locked it's in yet. His mind. I'm not locked in yet. Jeremy texted him. <laughs> <laughs> My hands are right here, everybody. There's no cheating. No cheating going on. Sean, I'll text you. <laughs> Damn, I really hope it wasn't the first person I had. Uh, I, oh, I see. I think I'm, I'm wrong too. This is a Sean right. the Dark. 
this is Sean the Dark. You, first. you said me? You me first. first. I got Beth, Beth Phoenix. Okay. I have uh, Nikki, Nikki Bello. So you're both incorrect. Please tell me it it's is not this person. The wife. No. No, oh, I had it too. I had her too. I had I had Michelle written. I had her across her off. Damn it. No. Oh See, my god. I had her written first. Dude, I had her cross I had her that I crossed her off. Oh man. You guys are killing me. Killing me. God damn. Alright, next question. <laughs> in what year did Triple H win King of the Ring? Wow, yeah, I forgot he did. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Wow, I completely forgot that. And Sean, we'll go to you first. Not confident about this one, but I'm gonna say 2000. Can you guys? Yeah. Can you both? Can you guys both I see this? Nine. By the way, I just want to make sure. Yeah, I can. Okay. When you put it close, yeah. Yep. Yep. I have 1995. Close, Chris. And Sean, you were only a few off as well. It was 1997. Mm. King of the Ring winner. The year after Stone Cold. For some reason, I thought it was yep. the year before. Um, another good question here. What year was the first episode of Monday Night Raw? Ooh. First episode. Yep. You both ready? I think. Sean, we'll go to you first. 1993. Chris? 1993. You both got it. 1993 <laughs> is the first episode of Monday Night Raw. Okay. Next question. Whose real name is Nicholas Namath? <laughs> Chris sounds like he knows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down three to four, so I need this one I to tie it up. I don't know this, but I'm going to throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris, we'll go to you. I have Dolph Ziggler. Kevin Nash. <laughs> <laughs> it is Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Nikki! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we are Man, the, are Spirit, the Squad. Spirit Squad. Uh, another good question here. So next question. What was the first pay-per-view that was main evented by women? Oh, God. Hmm. Um. WWE, right? Would, or everything. WWE. Yep, WWE. Ready, Chris? Mm-hmm. So this was a shot in the dark. Um, I'm going to say WrestleMania 35, the triple threat. Chris? 
I have Hell in a Cell 2016. It is Hell in oh, a Cell Oh, Charlotte Sasha. Fuck. And I believe... I was I in attendance. I was in attendance. Yeah, actually, I looked at one. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Okay, another Dolph Ziggler question. We're giving Dolph Ziggler some love, some love tonight. Shocking. Who, WWE doesn't. Who did Dolph Ziggler... <laughs> <laughs> Who did Dolph Ziggler cash in his money in the briefcase on on Monday Night oh, Raw? Boy. Probably gonna regret this. One of the loudest pops I've ever heard, by the way. Yes, it was a fantastic moment. Chris, we'll go to you first. Alberto Del Rio. It uh, was Del Rio, but anybody put that. (laughs) (laughs) I put put Cena. Oh, okay. It was El Patron. (laughs) Uh, Next question. Uh, What year did the WWE Network launch? Oh, wow. I think I'm ready. I will give it to whoever is closest. I'm ready. If you both get it right, fine. Okay. Sean? 2014. Chris? 2014. You both got it. Correct. Nice, nice job. Very nice job. Okay. This is not a trick question, so I will explain it. Who was the first women woman to win who first women first woman <laughs> to win the SmackDown and Raw women's titles? Not at the same time. Who was the first one to win them both? I was hoping you would stick with uh, simultaneously. First. <laughs> <laughs> Not Becky Two Belts. That was the obvious answer. Who was the first to win both the Raw and the SmackDown Women's Championship? That's a good one. I'm ready whenever. Yeah. All right, Chris, go ahead, Starsa. Alexa Bliss. Sean? Charlotte? It was Alexa Bliss to win first the both titles. Sean, I actually did not know this, and I would have put down Charlotte 100% for this. (laughs) I remember they were pushing her. I would absolutely pick Charlotte. Was it 2016 that she um, solidified both titles? I believe it was 2016 that she won both. Yes. Um, Okay, the next one is... I will give you a point for both. Who has won the Intercontinental Championship eight times? There are two people. So this is a two-pointer, you said? 
Two-pointer. I'll give you two points. One for each person you can get. Oh, I'm not sure about the first one that I wrote. I I'm think. not really sure of either mine. Eight times. <laughs> or I'll stick with it. Yeah. All right, Sean. Let's read but I got Chris Jericho in RVD. Okay. Chris? I have Chris, Chris Jericho in The Miz. So you are both correct. Chris Jericho did win it eight times. Chris is correct for his second. The, the Miz was the second person Let's to go. win. Miz an eight times. time wow. Eight time intercontinental champion. Unbelievable. Um, what's the next question? This is an interesting one. What sport was Kenny Omega going to pursue instead of wrestling? I could see him doing this. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to put know, badminton or some shit. I dropped my marker. <laughs> yes, he, put, he was a really good cricket player. That guy can knock down a foosball table. <laughs> <laughs> if I get this right, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. All right, go ahead, Chris. Uh, I, I think... Th- Swimming. <laughs> Whatever this, I, put a, I just put a generic answer. I put football. So you're both wrong. Think about oh, where he's geez. from. Oh. And that should give you your answer. So it's hockey. hockey. Yeah, uh, it is hockey. He was going to pursue I could see the man doing a little back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, next question. Who had the longest reign as NXT champion? And closest, I will give an extra point for the amount of days that this person held the NXT championship. God, there's been so many. I'm not getting those because the earlier NXT days I'm not too familiar with. So the guy in the number in the closest number of D's. The NXT championship. NXT yeah. championship. And the bonus would be the number of days. Again, I will give it to who's closer. Yeah, no way I'm getting this one. <laughs> All right, I'm ready though. Yeah. Sean, we'll go to you I first. Did Champa for 320. Chris? I have Adam Cole for 275. Okay. So Adam Cole is the correct answer. Sean, you are closer with the 320 days, so you both get a point for this one. So it was Adam Cole. It was for 396 days. Wow. Over a year, wow. I should know that. Over a year. Yeah, I for should sure know known that. that. <laughs> Taking points away from his Adam <laughs> fandom. Uh, <laughs> uh, next question, number 15. Who has had the most NXT title reigns and how many? That is one answer. So you have to get them both correct. 
You said the most NXT title reigns and how many? Yes. The most NXT title reigns and how many? No, NXT world title reigns, correct? Yes, world title. I feel like not many people have won it more I'm than I'm trying once. to think too, yeah. That's tough. Part of me thinks it's like an earlier dude for some reason, but I don't know. I'm ready. Me too. Sean, we'll go to you first. Let's go Seth Rollins. Chris? How many titles, Sean? Sorry. Yeah, how um, many? I'm going to say two. I have Chris? Adam Cole for two. Okay, you're both wrong, and both wrong on the number. Uh, it is Samoa Joe, and if you remember, he won it, not recently, but somewhat recently, and it was for a third time. Oh, wow. Oh. He had three reigns as NXT. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that one. Two in the earlier days, and one somewhat recently against Karrion That's Cross. right. Yeah. Um... The next question, who was the first NXT women's champion? I'm ready. Score update, it is 11 to 7. Chris. I'm going to regret this answer, but I'm sticking with it. All right. I'm going to go... Be- go be- oh, Bailey. Okay, we're going Sean first. <laughs> okay. I have Charlotte. You're both wrong. Oh. It was Paige. Oh. Was the first NXT women's champion. All right. The NXT part looks what like year, we're wait, what, year, what year was that? <laughs> that must have been like 2013. It was, I think it was earlier. Yeah. I think it was 2016. Because Paige started in the WWE fairly early, so that must have been real early NXT days. Yep. And then last, I think it's the last NXT question. Where was the first NXT special hosted outside of Full Sail University? What city? Hmm. I have a feeling we're going to get every single NXT yeah. question wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Got to brush up on your NXT history. Yeah. Ooh, no, no, no. I changed. Uh, last time I changed one, I got it wrong. <laughs> so I'm gonna, no, I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick. Last time I got it All right, it Chris, wrong. let's go to you this time. I just, I'm going to say Chicago. Sean? Say Orlando. You're both wrong. <laughs> if it's the one that I was going to write, I'm going to be pissed. It is Brooklyn. Fucking New York. Of course, New York. I, <laughs> I, thought it, I thought about it. I was dead I ass thought about it. I'm that. like, you know what? They probably are out somewhere like tropical wind, warm weather. Go I, with your gut, guys. Go with your gut. Come on. Okay, so this is a WrestleMania question. In terms of the calendar... What is the earliest date that they've had WrestleMania on? Ooh. I did the most popular date, but I did not do the earliest date that they've had WrestleMania on. I will give someone the closest. 
ready. Also ready. Sean, we'll go with you first. See March 14th. Chris? March 20th. Sean, you got the exact day That's when cool. the earliest wow. one was March 14th. What WrestleMania was it? Do you know? That's a good question. Uh, March 14th. Let me just look. I know up. WrestleMania I 20. Happening. I know 20 was in March. I think it wasn't like an early. I think it wasn't like a, a 12 or 13. One. WrestleMania 12 or 13 or something like that. One of the earlier ones. Maybe. It was WrestleMania 14. 14 was wow, on March yeah. 14th. Yeah. That's cool. And it was at what venue? Oh, what was it? What was the media? WrestleMania 14? Oh, hold on. I know um, it. Paper one. <laughs> I know it. Come on, Sean. You know it. So that would be. This isn't an. I guess it's an additional question if we want to make oh, no, it an no, additional no. question. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, hold on. So, 15, 15 was Rock Stone Cold. So, 90. No, hold on. 15 was. Yeah. 15 was Rock Stone Cold. So, 14 <laughs> was 2000. And that was a fatal four way. No, hold on. Nope. No, hold on, hold on, hold no. on. That was that's 16. right, that's right. Jeez, I'm going backwards. Yeah, that was 16. Um, hold on, 99. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, I, I got one. I got it, I got it. 98, Stone Cold versus Shawn Michaels. <laughs> oh, Fleet Center. It was yes, yes. Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> Actually, yeah. can we add that as a question? Keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first you were saying it was in two thousand in a fatal four way yeah. match. And... I was like trying to, I was like doing the WrestleMania. I'm like try to remember. Like, all right, let's, where's the order of the timeline of the years? <laughs> oh man! All right, next question: How many world championships has the Undertaker won in total? Breathe in, now breathe out. <laughs> hands up, hands down, back up, back up. Tell me what you want to do now. <laughs> Chris, let's go to you first. I have seven. Sean? I have four. Chris is correct. It is seven world championships. Man's the goat and barely won. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is going to be an interesting one to see your answers. By closest number of days, how many days did Bruno oh Sammartino hold the championship? How many days? I will give it to someone that is the closest. Ready. Ready. Go ahead, Sean. Say nine eighty two. Okay, Chris. I have two thousand eight hundred and seventy one. What the fuck? <laughs> Holy <Okay>. shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Chris was the closest. The total number of days was 2,800 
Who the hell was his competition? Wow. Who was his competition back then? He held Sean, he held the title for seven years in a row. Seven years in a row. He held the title. Wow. Chris gets the point. That's Roman's got some work to do. (laughs) Imagine nowadays someone holding it for seven years. Oh, Oh, WWE would be off the air. (laughs) They'd get right out of business. Uh, the next question, Stone Cold Steve Austin, as we know him today, what was his original gimmick in wrestling? I do not know this. I don't know if this was the original. Yeah, I don't even know the names of his gimmicks before Austin 316, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, I know what his character was. I don't know the name of it. Sean, will go to oh, you first. I need about, like, 10 more seconds. <laughs> Oh, okay. You know sure. the scene that the elementary teachers would say, just jot down any answer is better than no answer at all. So here we go. Let's just throw something down. That's what you're doing. <laughs> all right. The Steve Austin gimmick. <laughs> Chris? Stunning Steve Austin. That is not correct. The ah. first, The first original was the ringmaster the ringmaster that's right it was the ringmaster yeah he was stunning steve austin after that that's right um who this is another fun question this person who was a bodyguard for bono the lead singer of u2 before starting their wrestling career You know this? Oh man. <laughs> I'm gonna guess. <laughs> I mean you two was a while ago. A very long time ago, yeah. Bono. They were his bodyguard. He was a bodyguard for you two, huh? <laughs> I feel like I remember this question like hearing this at some point, but I'm just gonna say this guy. I'll throw it out there, too. Let's go to Chris first. I got Batista. Sean? I also have Batista. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) You guys are both wrong. Think about Bono's background. So the answer is Seamus. What the fuck? Yeah, is Bono? I don't. I don't, I, I don't know the history. Like, <laughs> I don't know what Bono is. <laughs> Bono is the lead singer of U two. Oh, yeah, I did. Whoever I'm likes like, music is... and likes U two, do not watch this podcast for what you. I'm like, what is a Bono? Like, I like, I, I heard a U two, but I don't know the main members or anything like that, or like what their um background. Oh, God. Bono was the lead singer. I heard that was in the question. Are they all are they all, are they all Irish? After Bono, the lead singer are all members Irish? I think they're Irish, yeah. 
I don't know if all members are, but Jesus Beautiful Christ. Day okay. is a fantastic song. It is a fantastic song, but ignore what these gentlemen said about Bono. Uh, <laughs> we had some death threats tonight. What next? Next question. What is Edge's real name? First and last. I wrote it faster. <laughs> I get a point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. You can both say it at the same time if you want. Adam Copeland. Sean. Adam Copeland. You guys see it? Perfect. Nope. No, I can't. This is the angle of the camera. Like that, it's yeah, my, no. It's just where it is on the thing. Better? I believe you, Sean. No, but yeah, it's okay. It said 1993. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, uh, oh yeah, question six. <laughs> yeah, you got it, Sean. <laughs> How many non-title matches? Next question. How many non-title matches have main evented a WrestleMania? Ooh. I want the number of total matches have main evented WrestleMania that are non-title. I'm not giving it to someone that's closest. You got to get it. Okay. And the last question, we're going to need a little, a bit, a decent portion of paper for you, Sean, and probably your whole whiteboard, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have mine written. Still thinking. Non-title. <laughs> Non-title matches. Why do I feel like there aren't any? I think all the ones I'm thinking of were a title match. It's a beautiful day. Down and in. It's a beautiful day. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> really thinking over there, huh? I think I got it. All right. I'm ready. Oh, do, um, do you want right. to? Do you want? Sean? You said to. Do we need to name the match as well in the or mania? No, no, no. Just, just the number, number of non-title matches. All right, I have one. Chris, six. You're both wrong. You can add both of yours together, and that equals the oh. number of matches. It is seven. <laughs> Seven there's probably a ton of like the earlier the the, there's probably a ton of earlier ones that I just didn't catch. The only one I thought of was the eight. So WrestleMania one. Sean, there's actually more recent one. ones. What well, there is. The only one I thought of was AJ Undertaker. Roman Reigns versus Undertaker. Oh, that wasn't for a title. I thought that was for a title. I don't know why I thought that was for a no. title. Roman, Roman Undertaker, Undertaker. AJ, AJ versus Undertaker. Yeah. Undertaker Shawn Michaels when he Undertaker, got retired. Oh, that's Michaels. right, twenty five. Yeah. Cena Rock, the first one. Cena Rock. Oh, yeah. That's five. That's five. Bam right Bam there. Bigelow and yep. Whoever he faced. There's yeah, the seven. Bam Bam Bigelow one I would not have gotten. All right, the last. Yeah. The last question 
is WrestleMania base. We are on the road to WrestleMania, and this is a big one. So this is seven points. <laughs> this is this is. I will give you five points if you get everything in this question. If so you get one wrong, you get nothing. Oh, right. Damn. All right, Sean. So for context, <laughs> for context, the score is fourteen to nine. Okay. If you get this right, Sean. If you get it right wrong, and I get it wrong, it's a tie. Oh boy. And I'll come up with a deciding factor for <laughs> not the Fleet Center. That that would be interesting. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So, in order, give me the last seven WrestleMania main events. If there is two nights. You need to specify night one and night two. You give me the matches. The last seven WrestleMania main events. So start at 38 and we'll go backwards. That was my question. Thanks for specifying that. Yeah, so basically the WrestleManias are 38 through 32. Those are the ones I'm looking for. Okay. And you also have to give me the times for it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give me the exact times for every match. <laughs> and the heat is on. Yes, it is. Well, while these gentlemen are uh, collecting <laughs> their thoughts and writing down their WrestleMania main events, brought to you out of my bedroom, we are probably going to be doing a live episode next Wednesday night before we fly out on Thursday to cover our stand and deliver predictions and probably to just shoot the shit for a little while to talk WrestleMania, the excitement of the big event coming this weekend, our plans to visit Mercedes Monet at WrestleCon, and also maybe be seeing some of you at the WrestleCon after party on Friday night. Uh, it's going to be a fun event. I know Max Caster is spitting some spitting some raps on Friday night, and also uh, Mick Foley's doing a live Q&A, and Mickey James is doing an acoustic set, so it should be pretty cool, pretty cool event. Get some drinks, get some food, and uh, mess around. You'll see us talking about the podcast and handing out some awesome business cards to folks if we see you out there. So stay tuned as these gentlemen are wrapping up their trivia question. Last number 25 for five points. If you get one of them wrong, you are absolutely screwed. <laughs> I'm not confident in one of them. I'm really not. I don't remember. <laughs> and Jeremy said from 38 down to 32, correct? 38 okay. through 32. I do have all mine written. My handwriting is garbage when I rush, so don't don't mind me if it looks like chicken scratch. That's okay. We will, we will, I 100% believe that you wrote down what you're going to say. So that's yeah. fine with me. 
ending on a big one. <laughs> Main event of WrestleMania 1 through 38. Write all of them down. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> The main event of every SummerSlam in the history of wrestling. Oh my god, Jesus. <laughs> <clears throat> Alright, while we're sitting like here. Oh yeah, go ahead, I was going to say, while we're sitting here, we, uh, just going over this. What do you guys think the best main event in WrestleMania history is? Mm. Speaking of main events, two that come to two that to come guess, to mind. Right? Um, are we talking wrestling quality or just like the build up in everything? If we're ta- why don't we do two that? Co- why don't we do favorite? What's your favorite <sighs> WrestleMania main event? We'll do. Favorite. I'll name two. So my favorite in ring as well as like story was okay. um, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker at twenty five. Um, and then the, obviously Rock and that wasn't the main that event. Wasn't, that wasn't main event. That, that wasn't main event. Rock and Stone Twenty Six was their main event. That, oh, that's that's Shawn right. Michaels, the Shawn that's, Michaels Undertaker. Oh, that's right. That's right. It, it it was the best match by far. That main event. Oh, that's right. Um, you know what? I'll say Stone Cold and the Rock at seventeen. That was probably the most impactful. 17. That was a really good one. I'll name like six matches. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was going to say, I wish I could be different and say something else, but that's probably my favorite as well. Yeah, that, that's definitely <laughs> up there. Limp, Limp Biscuit uh, with the theme song. I, I can't I can't put WrestleMania 20 up there because I did not enjoy Chris Benoit winning that match. Uh, there's been... I one, think the triple one, threat one at recently. Mania 30. Yes, that was good. Was really good. One thing I'll say is WrestleMania 37's main event, which mm. I won't say because we're going to talk about it, but I thought that was very good. I also, um, I mean, both Rock and Cena's, I think for us, like, the matches weren't, like, great, but, like, once in a lifetime. Yeah, very much. All right, I am, I am, that. That was what I am ready, gentlemen. Okay. All right, let's, uh, let's go to Sean first. Let's give give me your list going from thirty. Do we read off here? Or do you want me to show it as um, first and then say it? Just read, just read it off for me. It's fine. All right. So starting at thirty eight. Actually, I'll do thirty two and work my way up. So with thirty two. Thirty two. Okay. Way up. I have okay. Triple H versus Roman. Thirty three. I have Roman versus okay. The Undertaker. Thirty four. I have Brock versus Roman. Mm-hmm. 35, the triple threat women between mm-hmm. Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. 36 okay. for night one, I have AJ versus The Undertaker. Night two, I have McIntyre okay. versus Brock. For 37, night okay. one, I have Sasha versus Bianca. Night two, I have the triple threat mm-hmm. men's Brock versus Daniel Bryan versus Edge. WrestleMania 38, night one, I have Stone Cold versus KO. And WrestleMania 38, uh, mm-hmm. Night 2, Roman versus Brock Lesnar. And for text, if you guys can see that, apologies in advance if it's all blurry. Somewhat, yeah. But what you said, <laughs> so just confirm with me for WrestleMania, the way you said it for WrestleMania 37, I don't know if you wrote it that way. 
Oh, Jared. So WrestleMania 37 Night 2, what did you have down there? I think me? he was saying something about context for uh, Mania 37. Yeah. What did you say for Night 1? For Night 1, Sasha. <laughs> for Mania 37, what did you say Sasha for Night 1? Sasha versus Bianca. And what did you say for Night 2? What did you say for Night 2? For, for 37? Yeah, for Night 2 for WrestleMania. What did you... Uh, yeah. Brock versus Daniel yes. Bryan versus Edge. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I meant Roman. I meant to say Roman, ver- Roman versus Daniel Bryan versus Edge. <laughs> Jeez, hello. <laughs> Jeez, what am I talking about? Is that what you wrote? Is I meant Roman? to say Roman versus Brock Daniel Bryan and saying. then Roman versus Lesnar at 38 night two. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. But I was blurring my shit around. Okay. So I'll Chris? do the same as Sean. 32, I have Roman Triple H. 33, I have Roman versus Taker. 34 is Roman versus Brock. 35 is the triple threat with Becky, Ronda, and Charlotte. 36, night one, I have Taker and Styles. 36, night two is McIntyre and Brock. 37, night one is Bianca versus Sasha. 37, night two is Roman, Edge, and Daniel Bryan. Uh, Mania 38, Night 1, KO, and Stone Cold, and then Night 2, Roman Brock. So you both are correct. Minus Sean saying <laughs> yeah. Brock was in the Give Brock too much credit. <laughs> uh, since you wrote it down, I will take it. So you both all get right. five points for getting all of those correct. Very well done. So 19, 19 to 14. So Chris Chris is the winner. Now, do me a favor. Rank them. Yeah. Yes, Chris is the winner. Now rank them in terms of... Oh, here we go. <laughs> so anything with Roman, mark at the bottom. Well, you just said 37. <laughs> no, no. 37 night two is number one out of all those. <laughs> The second one I would say would be the women's triple threat. To be continued. You know what? If I had to yeah, ring, I th- probably, or actually, you know what? Chaos yeah, Stone Cold were... is closed. I'm gonna say AJ versus Undertaker. AJ versus Undertaker, I think, would be Jeremy's Sasha... favorite. Sasha versus Bianca. I actually thought was a better hundred percent. But in terms of favorite, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I don't know which one's my favorite between those. Roman two Brock, two. both of them are definitely bottom of your list. <laughs> yes, that is very valid. I'll say this: I thought WrestleMania. I, I thought thirty four with Brock, Brock and Roman was better than Undertaker Roman. What is that? <laughs> yeah, that's scene? not saying. I, th- I think th- honestly, you can make a case that's probably well, you actually no, thirty-eight night two was pr- probably the worst. But you can make a case Taker versus Roman was the worst match oh. ever at WrestleMania for a main event. Maybe maybe the earlier pay per views, but the ones that we were alive for and cared about, I would say I'd, that's dead last. I'd probably put Drew and Brock behind both all the matches we just listed. That was like four minute oh, yeah. main event. Yeah, that was a bad main event. Maybe we should exclude 36 because there were, cause they were no, yeah, there were no fans. <laughs> <laughs> there were no fans of Pandemic at the Performance Center. <laughs> Who, as extra uh, points, <laughs> uh, 
who did Drew McIntyre <laughs> face when WrestleMania went off the air? Big Show. Yes. Big Show. <laughs> yep. It was in a dark match. I almost put that as a question. <laughs> how how many times did I gag myself when I was oh, watching that God. match? Well, <clears throat> oh, God. I've never, I don't think I've gone watch, gone back and watched much. Just the Boneyard match, really. Um, I saw Edge and Warren a couple times. Boneyard match, yeah. Um, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. It's still tough with no fans, but yeah, I digress. Well, thank you so much, everybody. We are wrapped on Trivia Part 3. There may be some trivias in the future that we do, uh, just to kind of bring it back. We will also be talking about, probably on our live episode, uh, we are going to be hosting some guests very soon. So they're going to be slotted for April. Uh, so we're hoping to get some folks on from other podcasts. So keep that in mind. Um, thank you again for viewing, listening, all different ways. Keep an eye out for YouTube. It's going to be growing. We'll have all of our trivias up on there. And we'll be doing the About Me. And also, um, you know, take a look for us out in LA. We'll be uh, very excited to meet you and... Uh, you know, just kind of do the damn thing. We're really excited for WrestleMania. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much. And you all have a wonderful evening.